Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hi, y'all. It's Amir Yusai here for AfterBuzz TV. We're back. We're here for We're Here. Yes, honey, it is a double positive. We are here, and we're going to jump right into this episode. But before we do that, hi, Cody. Hi, Cortez. How are you guys doing? Well, well, great. I'm great. I'm here as well. So, yes, honey, with a cutoff. I love yeah, it. Literally, very cute, very cute. We are all in the same color family, and it's great. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't see Cody's pocket, but it matches. Boop. <laughs> I love it. Um, this episode was jam packed. I was literally crying. It was just so good. Like Amelia's story really touched me. So basically, this episode, they did something a little different. Um, it took place in Rapid Falls, right? Is that right? Rapid Falls, Twin Idaho? Falls. Twin Falls. No, Twi- Twin Falls. I, Twin Falls. Twin Falls, yes. Twin Falls. I was like, last week was Rapid Falls. There's mm-hmm. a lot of falls happening. Um, mm-hmm. So they, they, the, the episode was set up the same way. They had all three drag queens, Eureka, Shangela, and Bob, walking through town, creating a ruckus. I love the scene with the Indian guy in the Indian restaurant taking a video of them. That was super cute. I was like, that's adorable. People in this town were very, it seemed a bit more accepting. Someone drove by and said, you look cute. So it seems like these towns are kind of being a little more accepting, even though this town is super, super Mormon. Um, but then what they did is they did something interesting. They worked with the local drag queens. They had three local drag queens, Amelia, Owen, and was it Michael, I believe, which was the lucid, Michael, yes, with the grandpa. So they mm-hmm. worked with the local drag queens. And then they also worked with um, some local people. So they had Clifton who Eureka worked with, and then they had uh, Brandon and Michaela, who Shangela worked with, worked with. So they really broke it up in a very nice way, and we're going to get into all of that. Mm-hmm. We also have mm-hmm. amazing news that Cortez is going to give us. We have Shangela doing an interview and also Pride.com talking about how the cops were called on them. So we're going to get into all of that, and then Cody has a really amazing a special mm-hmm. segment for us where we're going to break down kind of how you deal with hate how you deal with trolls, whether online or in person, which is going to be really good tea. I I even need some help. So I'm going to be taking some notes. Um, And then we're going to give you some predictions about whether these people are going to keep up with these, you know, new way of life or not. And then we're just going to jump right into it. But before I do that, what about your overall thoughts? What were your thoughts about the whole episode? Cody? Um, I really like this one. It took me a second to really get into it because there were a lot of people. So I was trying to figure out like who everybody was and how they fit into their, what their storylines were. But, um, it ended up being really emotional. Like, like you said, like I got like really misty at the end and was like, even it was, it was very nice. It was very heartwarming. Awesome. Yeah. Same here. A lot of, a lot of waterworks for me, especially with the whole parent (laughs) angle. That Mm -hmm. was, that was really Mm -hmm. emotional. What about you, Cortez? Mm -hmm. I agree. It was a very emotional episode. Uh, I was shocked because I kind of had my mind made that they were going to be doing like the same storyline uh, in the first episode, each episode. But when I saw that they were doing over the, um, they were making over local drag queens, I was like, oh, and then the um, the story 
of the name, but the couple, their their wedding. Brandon uh, and Michaela. Brandon and Michaela, yes. That like really touched me more than anything. So it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. It was really I love their story too. And I love the glitter and the beard. That never comes out. I know. Never comes out. That will stay with you forever until you (laughs) shave the whole beard. Because I did it for pride and it never came out. So You got to watch yourself notes. with that. I won't be doing right? it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's, you're going to have to shave the beard. But I really did like that story. And I really thought, because when I first started the episode, me and Cody had talked about this on our last episode. It was, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a little bit, like, if you do the same thing, it's like a formula and it can get kind of stagnant, especially with mm-hmm, the Doctor mm-hmm. series. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's hard for them to kind of make it fresh. But I like that they brought in three drag queens. We also, like, mm-hmm. I like they came and watched the logo drag queens because it made it mm-hmm. a little shady. It kind of went back to the <laughs> race. They were, you know, talking some crap. And Shangela was like, Bob, you're still crusty. So, like, it was it was fun to see that rapport, you know, because um, the, the creator of the show did an interview and it said, we picked them specifically because they represent different parts of drag and that they are all actually friends. Um, so I'm trying to get Eureka to come on the show so she can give us some BTS. But I know that they all actually hang out. Um, they're actually friends. Mm-hmm. They're not like three drag queens that are put together. So you can kind of tell that chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of chemistry, let's jump into the local drag queens. Um, what, who, well, who was your favorite? So we had Lucid Dreams, uh, which was Michael. We had Amelia, and we had Owen. Um, Cody, who was your favorite out of the three? Um, I can't remember which one was which, but the one with the grandpa. I thought she was so yes. cute. Lucid Dream and yeah. Lucid mm-hmm. Dream, and um, I did like um the other girl's name though. Um. Lavender Bo- Bochamp. I just thought that was such a good name. That was but, Owen, uh, I believe. I, like, saw the name <laughs> on, the, on the bottom of the screen. I was like, dang, that's powerful. Like, what a stage name. But um, I did like Lucid Dream. She was really cute. I loved her story. It was, um, and I loved her moves, and she just looked so happy on stage. Oh, she <laughs> was very sweet. Very, very, almost innocent in a way, which I, like, a lot of times drag queens are so snappy and such big personalities, and it's really nice to see like someone that's a bit more timid like that, like Lavender. And mm-hmm. I thought that was very sweet. And like, if you guys watch RuPaul's Drag Race, Aiden, um, that mm-hmm. just got eliminated two weeks ago, very similar vibe. So I thought that was kind mm-hmm. of neat to see that. Um, what about you, Cortez? Who was your favorite? Uh, you know, honestly, I agree. Like she, he was my favorite. And mm-hmm. uh, just the story with his grandpa and the whole, how he goes in and puts clothes on and asks his grandpa, like, how does he look? Like, I love that. And then, like you said, in the performance, like, he was just, and, like, you could tell, like, he had blew up. Like, it, his whole aura was different compared to what we saw in the previous, you know, at the very beginning of the episode when they were watching him. Right. I, think, was, I think he was the one that they said was the, the hoe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Was, he was the <laughs> one with his arms, like, going back right. and stuff. I was like, oh, my God. Yes, he was, he was very... And, <laughs> and Eureka was like, oh, Bob, you're, you're, you're not in the house. <laughs> the comment, it was hilarious to me. So watching that to the yeah. end, like the end result, it was, it was like he was living this fantasy that, you know, right. obviously he had already been doing drag, but it was like on a new level. Like he was on RuPaul's right. stage. And that's what it was right. right, right. And I right. like the way, I think they do a really good job by having the drag queens come out, kind of mm-hmm. warm up the, the audience. At first I was like, mm-hmm. Okay, now it seems like it's about them, like from the first episode, mm-hmm. but now I understand why, because they warm up the audience, and then when yeah, they, yeah. their daughters come out, it's like, oh, like they're lit, you know? So I, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really great. They don't and leave I them think, hanging. No, 
No, they don't. Yes. They don't, which is amazing. And it mm-hmm. seemed like, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, did you notice that like this town seems a bit more drag friendly or more open-minded than our last episode? Am I, did you guys notice that? Like they were singing along. It seemed like some people were even in drag in the audience. Did you guys there notice was. that? Um, I agree that the audience definitely was a lot more excited about it. The, they kind of, when they were talking to the townspeople, it didn't seem as open yeah. or maybe similarly just not open because, like, even that people were like, I don't even want to look at that flyer, like, go put it somewhere uh, yes. else. Like, and they were, I mean, and the, and the queens, like, handle it nicely. They weren't, they're like, okay, well, thank you anyway. But, like, <laughs> if someone were to be like that's you know, like all right well you suck like <laughs> <laughs> cody would just like flip their uh pancake breakfast over it's like Dude. i'm like <laughs> i'm not good with that i'd be like you're being rude for no but eureka handled it nice to you <laughs> eureka handled it so well like she yes was, she did she is hilarious like i think when the classy fly on the floor she was like you thought i fly on the floor <laughs> you know like she i i watched eureka from her drag race days and I really enjoy yeah. her a lot in this light. Like she, it, it really, it's natural for her to be. And honestly, Absolutely. she's from Knoxville. You know, she, this is, mm-hmm. I feel like she at once was that, lived that life of a, of a small yeah. town. I'm from, I'm from Tennessee <laughs> and Knoxville is not that big. So right. uh, she's like perfect for it. And honestly, when I first saw the cast, I was like, hmm, but she, she's perfect. Like I, I love her. Uh, she's my favorite on the show actually to watch. Awesome. Oh my God, I agree. And what part of Tennessee are you from? I love Tennessee. I'm from Memphis, but I went to college in Nashville. Oh, and oh I love Nashville. Nashville. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, Tennessee is the way to go. When I actually spoke to Eureka, um, you know, they had opened up that they had transitioned and then yeah. like went back from the transition and also had mm-hmm. committed like almost attempted suicide. Their story is very layered. And I hope that mm-hmm. in these episodes, mm-hmm. we get to see that because Eureka is not just a drag queen. It's so much more. Correct. Um, Correct. And you see that in the way that like Cody said, like I wouldn't either. I'd be like, excuse me, pick up the fire now. But the way that Eureka operates with people that like don't get where she's coming from is is really quite sweet. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that. So I thought that was great. Um, so we're agreeing that Lucid Dreams kind of had the best blow up, right? I just want to quickly give Amelia a little bit of attention because I loved what Amelia is the one that worked at the factory that was talking about the femme bashing was the, was a curvier queen. I was talking mm-hmm. about the homophobia and the, the mm-hmm. you know, the transphobia in this town and I thought like their story really spoke to me in a way because Bob even got choked up and Bob was like, you can call me at any time. And I, I've met Bob many times and Bob is not someone to cry like that. It's mm-hmm. very stoic. Is like, I mm-hmm. spoke to Bob about their coming out and was like, I came out and then I did drag and me and my mom went and had dinner, no tears. So for Bob to get choked up, it's a big deal. So I, I really just wanted to give that story a little time because I felt like, it was so powerful that Amelia shared all of that because, mm-hmm. you know, the episode was making it seem like the town was kind of cool with everything, but it was nice to hear a different kind of darker side of it. Um, did you guys respond to that story? I I didn't, I, I, I like the story. Um, I enjoyed Amelia as well. Uh, Amelia had, Amelia, what you said the curve, so Amelia had, to me, and this is my perception, I felt like Amelia was like not as receptive of the help initially not in terms of like the drag mm-hmm. like when they mm-hmm. when they asked I think they asked they was like are you are you guys okay with this and they other uh, uh lucid dreams and uh shoot what's the other other name owen lavender um, owen lavender was just like yeah but you know amelia was kind of like sure you know like i don't really need <laughs> this you know you know i kind of got that from it maybe it's just yeah but no i agree it was yeah 
he, 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 he was the least least receptive of it than the others. So yeah, I really I did enjoy the story that mm-hmm. uh, the transphobia. I, I did enjoy that part. Yeah, I noticed that too. She was a bit like she seemed a little bit like not. I don't want to quite say better than it, but a little bit like yeah. I know what I'm doing, kind of. But you could tell right. that there was definitely a glow up. Better Correct. wigs, better outfit, better oh, confidence. Sure. And they made her the screen like they made her like the the mother of that stage. Like they made mm-hmm. her like the one to be like the centerpiece. She came out last. She was in the middle. Mm-hmm. They made it like she was obviously the. I think honestly, the, the the with those three, they wanted them three to be work together. And I think if right. she had more of that mentality, yeah. they would honestly work together well because she Absolutely. has that power. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, no, she had a lot of power and I, I really enjoyed her. But before we jump to our next topic, I just wanted to thank you guys all for being here with After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. We're here every week in quarantine talking about we're here. Please go to our YouTube channel. We're going to wear fun colors for you. Like, subscribe, comment. <laughs> we want to hear from you guys. There were no comments from last week's episode. I know you guys are watching. <laughs> Please comment and go to our Apple podcast and give us five stars. We would take six, but you can only give five. So give us five stars um, and, you know, stay with us in quarantine. Um, So let's jump to our next topic. Uh, I want to get to Clifton because I have the biggest crush on Clifton. He is so cute. I'm like, slide (laughs) in the DMs. I thought he was so sweet and I just loved his energy. And I love like when he took Eureka to that, you know, party with all the solo cups and everyone Mm. was so accepting of Eureka. And I think, again, like Cortez said, being from Knoxville, they know how to mix in with people. Eureka knows how mm-hmm. to connect with people, knows how to jump in. Um, and I really, really like that story. The whole meaty tuck thing. I don't know if it's because I'm in quarantine, but that all gave me a lot of life. I might've rewinded it a couple of times. Um, but <laughs> I want to know, <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. Um, I want to know, Cody, what were your opinions about Clifton? Like, did you expect him to go as far as he did and to kind of have that glow up at the end? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed him. I didn't, I'm not surprised, but it did seem like he had some reservations at first, but maybe this isn't the proper verbiage, but it's just like, it kind of like in the last episode, we had a similar situation where a straight man dresses in drag to show support and is an ally, which is super great. And I'm all for it. And I love it. It's just a part of me feels like when straight men are like willing to do this. I feel like there is a part of them. It's like, they want to do this. So I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting so much pushback from him. It seemed like this is something he wanted to do. He was mm-hmm. very sweet and open. And mm-hmm. um, I, I appreciate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. And I see why I you agree. have a crush on him. He's a cutie pie. Really cute and very sweet. And I love that. Beard or no beard. It was very Loved cute. Him. I, I will take him either <laughs> way. And I love when he was like, I have to tape it with the pecker with duct tape. Oh he my was God. not having that. He was not having that. So that was kind of funny. Um, well, I would have been the same way. <laughs> right? It's not. A, like every time tape. I've been wanting to get into drag t- I'm like, nope, nope. I, <laughs> I think that's I don't the want reservation that. that many straight guys yes. have. I think that's like mm-hmm. the one thing they're like, I got to I gotta tuck it, you know? Because even like myself, I'm, all, I'm always curious. Like, I love drag. But that would be mm-hmm. the one thing I'm like, ooh. Like, I wonder, because when you're doing it for so long, it's, you know, it's, it's fine. But for a new person, it's like, woo. <laughs> especially <laughs> especially what you're packing down there that i'm sure like you know everybody has different sizes so it's like whoa <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. and you got it and then you do and then you do the drop and it's like all taped i'm like oh, exactly that's what i'm like yeah but uh-uh. um mm-hmm. i just thought that he was I, he, okay when i heard his story i was like this is like this is golden and i knew that he was going to fully commit i knew that he was going to you know pretty much turn it out and like he did 
Um, he had the reservations about obviously that one thing, but other than that, like he was excited. His girlfriend was excited. Um, so you can slide his DM. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I was I was joking about that, Clifton. I know you have a girlfriend. No, I was... <laughs> <laughs> Don't no, you worry. They were, <laughs> they were great. They, I, I enjoyed it. He was. Um, mm-hmm. He was the one I was most excited to see. And when I saw him, I was like, "This is good." It was good. Good, good thing to watch. It's whole. The whole thing was him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a very sweet story. I just wanted to quickly ask you guys another question about Clifton. Do you think the fact that he was so okay with it? had something to do with how okay his girlfriend was. Do you think that helped to kind of make him more comfortable? Because at first he seemed a little like nervous and anxious. And she, I, I saw a scene where she put her hand on his arm and was like, I'm fine with this. Like, go right ahead. Just make sure you don't shave his chest hair or whatever. Oh, yeah. But like, do you think that helps? Like having the girlfriend on board? I think so. Obviously, I think any support, you know, when it comes to something like that for a straight guy or anybody, like it just, Everyone needs that last little bit of support, especially like someone that's close. That's his girlfriend. So that's probably like his closest mm-hmm. thing to him next to family. So to get that support from a loved one like that, I think it was definitely like a, like, go ahead. I got you. He was like, great. I'll go ahead and take my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I think it helped. Yeah. Um, By the I way, you don't tape your balls. You have to put your balls inside of you. FYI. That's oh, how you yeah. touch. So Ooh. it's it's a very intense process. I, I love that we're talking about balls, but Cody, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I completely agree with what Cortez yes. said. Um, I mean, like my so my older brother is straight and he's very reserved, not conservative, but he's very reserved. He's not mm-hmm. as loud, loud and flamboyant as I am. And um, his the I think it was either last Halloween or the Halloween before <laughs> my sister in law got him to be a flapper for Halloween, and he looked freaking good. And my, like, my older brother, like, I would never expect him to do this, but, like, all of a sudden, I'm on, like, Instagram, and, like, see her in his, in her stories, and I was, like, that's my brother, and he looks good as a flapper. It was great. Oh, and, um, I think, and I think, um, not that my, obviously, my brother's okay with it, but it's not that, it's, I, but I do think the support is what can, is what makes things like that happen. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's very true. It's, like, it's much like the way we need support sometimes when you come out or want to wear drag. I think a lot of straight people, they have the same feelings. They feel weird about it or they feel uncomfortable in makeup, especially as a man, you know, toxic masculinity, et cetera. So it's nice that, you know, your brother's girlfriend supported him and pushed mm-hmm. him to wear something for Halloween. And a lot of drag queens I've interviewed, they started doing drag for Halloween and then it stuck. So like, you yeah. never know, you might try drag and ho- I'm not saying your brother, but I'm just saying you might try drag <laughs> for Halloween and then all of a sudden you're a drag queen. Your brother's queen. gonna be a drag queen, Cody. You never know. That would be amazing. <laughs> Well, in the UK, there's a lot of straight men who are drag queens. It's not just gay men. So it's a, it's a very, they have like families yeah. Yeah. and it's like a, there's a very vibrant, like straight guy, biological woman drag scene in the UK. So mm-hmm. anyway, side news. <laughs> um, let's get to the meat of the episode, which I really resonated with. And aside from Michael, uh, Lucid Dreams, grandpa who's making me cry, this couple also really affected me. Um, Brandon and Michaela. So they met in high school and Brandon transitioned um, you know, as a woman, like from a woman to a man. And so uh, Michaela was saying that like when they met, obviously her very Mormon family was like, uh, you can't be a lesbian. And then when Brandon transitioned, it was like, oh God, like hell no. Because a lot of conservative people, when you do come out, even when I came out, my parents were like, I hope you're not going to be a drag queen or a transition. So mm-hmm. like those are <laughs> like, even if you accept the gay, you don't accept those other two. So mm-hmm. I think it's... Um, the, the, it got kind of dark, but I think what really made the story light and brought a lot of great energy to it was Michaela 
and the way that she operated in her world with Brandon mm -hmm. and her family. Um, so mm -hmm. what were like, what was the like takeaway from that couple that you guys um, kind of resonated with you? I'll start with Cortez. Well, one thing with Michaela, you know, she told the story about her parents um, and what she thought of drag queens being like sluts or thoughts. Like she associated drag mm -hmm. with being like, you know, very promiscuous. But that was sure. very interesting. I didn't, I've never heard that before. I'm, I'm, just, I'm wondering what did, what has she seen to, you know, get that? But you, you never heard that? No, I never have. I've never heard. Honey, you never heard that. That's what a, no. you know. A kai kai, a kai kai is two drag queens having sex. A kiki is a as a hangout. Yeah. A kai yeah. kai is two. So the drag queens are quite promiscuous. Not all of them. Shangela said not all of them, but uh, many of them are quite. You know, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I love that Michaela said that. She was like, "It's fine if you are," but I think the problem with the way that the parents are saying it, they're saying it in a mm -hmm. judgmental way. So I of think course. that want to make that clear like even if you are promiscuous it's fine listen we all had our hot girl summer but mm -hmm. i think it's it's about who's saying it and how they're saying mm -hmm. it. so they're when they're saying that you're promiscuous it means you're going to hell that's kind of the next level of oh, it, okay you know? i'm thinking yeah. of like just slutty you know like ooh, let's do it i'm like i never thought of that before you know and i love drag <laughs> <laughs> um but other than that like they i love them especially with their story about the wedding um and mm -hmm. how this essentially their performance kind of ended up being you know their wedding like that it was just it was just so beautiful like so i wanted to get married but it was it was so like it was a production so for mm -hmm. so for them to have that with that big audience you know family being there and then just rent all these different people like it was just a great like happy ending for them i thought Absolutely. um and i love them i love them both but for some reason i like michaela like i i feel like she's such a strong person like mm -hmm. for her, for what she's, you know, not saying Brandon hasn't been through anything, but you know, her family and then like, you know, have, being the host of the process transition. I think that's like, she's a very strong, strong person. And I, and I like that about her. Absolutely. Um, Cortez, I totally agree with that. And I just wanted to echo before uh, I'll jump to Cody is mm -hmm. on that topic. Like you're so right. Cause a lot of times I think the caretaker or the partner of someone who transitioned we don't give them enough credit. Cause a lot of times mm -hmm. if you're two lesbians and one transitions, a lot of times that relationship falls apart because the person's like, I didn't sign up mm -hmm. for this. So for Michaela to sign on and to be a caretaker, I thought was so mm -hmm. amazing, especially against her family. And you know, the Mormon, um, if you don't know the Mormon church is very extreme. So like, if you're not mm -hmm. in it, you're out of it. You can't even go to a wedding in the Mormon church. So it is yeah. a very extreme. She lost her community, you know, yeah. for Brandon and I think that Brandon, whether Brandon's a, a bit more reserved or not, I couldn't quite tell, but didn't really open up the way Michaela did. Um, Correct. So it was, I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, Cody, what were your opinions about the couple? Um, I thought they were, they were so sweet and especially to mm -hmm. come from the backgrounds they come from, it really, it really had, they really have to have gone through it, especially with transitioning. And then even before transitioning, being just lesbians is like, hard enough where they live and um it really it it really is um mm -hmm. i don't want to say it's hard to watch but it's just it's heart-wrenching to watch because mm -hmm. i mean i know it made me think about myself and like i've been very lucky like i grew up in los angeles i went to san francisco for college i now live okay. in west hollywood i gay, work gay, in gay. a gay bar like i'm <laughs> my fan i've never had any pushback from my family about being who Ooh. i am like i'm very fortunate in all of that right mm -hmm. um however i mean i have my own other things with family and whatever but it's not it hasn't been about who i am and it's just mm. it's so so when i do see mm -hmm. the other people whether they're trans or lesbian or gay or however they identify it's 
it really it breaks my heart to see that and i'm just and i just really feel for them and i um and it and it and it's nice to see things like this where where they are celebrated and appreciated and put into this good light and made to feel better about being accepted mm -hmm. i appreciate that especially with a lot of drag queens a lot of times are not as supportive of trans people and even rupaul you mm -hmm. know has apologized for that as well so i thought it was really nice that these drag queens from rupaul's drag race like created this whole trans visibility and the whole wedding mm -hmm. which i like looked down at my phone for a second i looked up and it was all trans visibility colors and they were wearing you know trans colors and i was like damn that's amazing and it seems like me and cortez and all of us are kind of doing a little bit of a slight trans visibility <laughs> colors so that's know. good we were in the wedding <laughs> we were in i the was wedding. i was laughing really hard during the wedding mm -hmm. performance because they had these little but like ribbon twirlers in the back these like kids came out and like the two yeah, boys just looked like such out. little queens and i was they were like, like <laughs> they were yeah and it just like tickled me in the best way <laughs> i love it, it. it, was, it was, i miss that i gotta rewatch that i miss that <laughs> it's just they I, saw come the, out, I saw it was the so kids. random they, i saw the kids there was a guy and a girl they came out yeah at there I were two that. at first and i was like who are these kids okay, yeah. and then all of a sudden they became background dancers and there were like four or five of them and i was like look was, at these little kids like it was it, so it, cute it was i was dying that, like there was a lot of production and it was beautiful oh, yeah. it was like it was drag it was drag. <laughs> i love that i love that i love that that's a good thing about being on hbo you have production and you know the the creator of the shows are lawyers for leonardo dicaprio so they have really good budgets you can tell like they put the money where their mouth is which i appreciate yeah I agree. Um, and one thing to mention, like, yes. so drag kings, I think that, you know, drag kings are, I don't feel like they're as mainstream as, as drag queens. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in Memphis, I used to go to a place called Illusions or 901, and they would have drag kings. Now, oh. I never really seen, I never really, I, I understood it, but it's not mm -hmm. really, it, it's appreciated there to have balls, they have all types of uh, competitions and uh pageants and stuff like that but i just i really liked that they that it was you know it was trans but it also was mm -hmm. a drag king because i don't feel yeah. like that's as visual for everyone to see everyone just associates right. that you know there are always guys dressing to you know dressing up as drag queens but there are all mm -hmm. now there are you know women dressing as drag kings so yes. I thought that was yeah it's a very it's a really great point you bring up and, and if you guys saw nightgowns which is sasha valora's show on quibi there's a drag king in that. And then Michelle Visage from RuPaul's Drag Race is going to do a version of RuPaul's Drag Race with drag kings and bio um, female drag queens in the UK. So that's going to be great to see because we cool. only see men dressing as women. So it'd be cool to see a different yeah. version of drag. I think that Definitely. would be really, really cool. Yeah, I would love Definitely. that. Awesome. Was awesome. Any last? Was oh, yeah. Cute. No, go ahead. Sorry. All right, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead, Cortez. Fine. No, I was saying Brandon was cute. He was cute. Very, yes, very, he very was. Cute. Yeah, he. Oh, I wish oh. he would have opened up a little more, but you know, yeah. it's hard with cameras in your face, and if you're not comfortable with your story, and it seemed like he was still kind of still uncomfortable mm -hmm. with the hormones and transitioning. So I, I, I respect where he's at. Um, well, let's just. Uh, is any last thoughts before we pivot to our special segment? <clears throat> No, we uh, we we hit it all. I just checked, I checked my notes real quick. I was like, no, we got it. <laughs> okay, great. As long as we hit it all, um, Cody, let's take it away to our special segment. It's all you. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna call this haters gonna hate. Haters yes. gonna hate. <laughs> and, um, so basically, you guys, let's. I want to. We want to talk about what of dealing with haters and trolls and just like because I know for me, like. <clears throat> 
growing up like acceptance I mean I literally just said that like I was always accepted by my family but I still just in general like acceptance I always felt as like younger I felt like I was kind of a people pleaser I didn't want to like step on anybody's toes I wanted everybody to like me and it took me a while to like kind of get that like I actually remember it was like once I was back when Chelsea lately was a thing and she mm-hmm. sat on her show she was like you know what like the reason I am the way I am is because like I learned not everybody is gonna like you and that's just a fact of life and I was like wow that is so true and so um what I want to talk to you guys about is like how do you deal with like because they they're everywhere they're at work they're online they're in your they're in your building like uh how do you all deal with with the trolls with the haters Hmm. Cortez, what about you? Yeah, Cortez. Uh, let's see. I, you know, I'm, I don't, I don't like confrontation. I don't, I, I, Southern I don't gentlemen, mind. Southern I gentlemen, don't, clutching your but, pearls. <laughs> but I don't mind it. You know, if it happens, it's like, okay, well, let's do it. Um, I'll say when I'm with trolls. Well, first you gotta see, you gotta look at, look and see what's going on. Like, what kind of troll are they? Are they just like a troll for a fan, for a fan, or like a, a artist, or are they just trolling just to screw hate? And so, if it's with this hate, it's like you just kind of pay it dust. You know, nothing hurts a person more than just paying, acting like they don't exist. Um, and so that's like what I like to do. But if it's something more uh, geared towards me. Then you know, I just I, I have I've done my accolades and things show for themselves to show that okay, if you are throwing hate, then this is why you should hate me. This is this is what I've done to show that I don't deserve the hate. But at that point, if you want to still hate, then just hate because I'm still gonna keep doing me. <laughs> you know? Wow, very so very very um mature. I like that. My, there's there's levels to it, but yeah. I like to be the bigger person. I try to always be the bigger person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good one. Awesome. Um, that's great, Brandon. I I, uh, I said, Brandon, what am I talking about? Um, I was so into Brandon and Michaela. I'm saying Brandon out of nowhere. I mentioned they, they had a great job, Cortez. I really, that resonated with me. It's very mature. I am a little bit more petty LaBelle, so I am not as mature. So, so I will call out some people, especially online, but... I have really, in the last couple of months, um, much like Cody said, I've realized, like my mom used to always say when I was a kid, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. And I was like, everyone's going to love me. And it's like, that's not the fact. So I I think I've stopped calling people out because people, I literally Mm -hmm. on my Instagram, I'm in like bathing suits. I'm in a crop top. I'm in a wig. I'm in a full face of makeup. People are going to hate, especially being Middle Eastern and Muslim. People are going to hate me because of that. So I've accepted that on some level. So I don't try to respond to the hate. Unless people are hating on people that are on my page, like my fans, I'm going to call them out for that. Mm-hmm. But I don't call people out that hate on me. Um, I'm trying really hard and it's, it's getting harder many days, you know, when you're in a moment and a mood. But I'm trying to call people in instead of calling them out. Because when you yell at someone and mm-hmm. if they're homophobic or xenophobic, if you yell at them, it doesn't really make them any more likely to understand. They're just going to be like, well, that person mm-hmm. sucks because they're gay. So I'm really trying, I think the best approach with haters in person, um, I'm too quick witted. So I'm definitely going to engage, but online, I'm really trying um, not to kind of fully engage. So, um, but in person, if you call me a name, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm Middle Eastern. So your tires might be slashed, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. Um, So I I really try. I'm, I'm a very delicate flower, but I can definitely be very Middle Eastern. So I'm really trying to work on all of those things. Um, and I think that for anyone out there that is getting haters, 
use the block button. Like you don't need to listen to that. You don't need to have that in your space. And just because it's Instagram doesn't mean you should allow those people in. That's kind of my two cents on that. Absolutely. I can't even, I can't even engage with when it's like a digital thing, like the internet or even text messages. Like if someone's like, if I'm getting a long ass like novel of a text message, like I will not respond to that. And people who know me well enough to will know that like, no, you're not going to get anything out of me. And then online or anything, I always feel that when it's online, it's like, you're not with that person. So you have anyone has any amount of time to respond to each other. And I just feel like, no, I feel like when you're arguing on the internet, no one wins. <laughs> like there yeah, is no winner. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just not, it's just everyone's angry and there's no appeasing the other person or yourself. Mm. But mm. Um, in person, I mean, I definitely, my, I don't, I mean, I don't have very many haters, but I just mean like, I'm, I feel like the, to deal with them, to deal with trolls, you got to counter troll and to deal with haters. You got to, you got to confront them. Like I know I had a, mm. or I have a coworker who at first didn't like me very much. And it was very clear to me that they didn't like me. I don't, I still don't think they like me very much, but it's gotten better because Uh-oh. we had a moment where I was like, yo, like you don't, why, why don't you like me? Like, what's your problem? Mm. And it's so funny to see when these people who think that they're just like, Oh, well, you're this, that, and this, you say something. They're like, Oh, well, um, this is because I, you know, and it's like, yeah, that's what I thought. So it's like really with like, you just gotta be like, what's your problem? <laughs> like you obviously, mm-hmm. But then again, it's other times like I've been out where people have have confirmed like, oh, you're this, that, and this. And I'm just like, oh no. And it's like you just have sometimes you just have to walk away because it's like we said at the beginning, it's like not everybody's gonna like you, and it's just mm-hmm. it is what it is. But I'm also sitting Absolutely. here like acting all confident, but like it hurts sometimes. Of course it does. Of it, course oh, it does, you know, Cody. Yeah. Yes, it, I agree. Like it never, it never. I don't want to say it never does. I'm like if you if you care, if you're a caring person, you know. But it'll affect you. It'll affect you. Yep. Yep. And I think that, bit, like, you know, how you react, like, you. <laughs> totally. Totally. Absolutely. And I think, Cody, with um, what you said that really resonated with me. Oh my God. I am so sorry. Oh. Um, it's like, Ice Cream Man <laughs> has arrived. I don't know what that noise was. Um, bizarre. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, what I really resonated with what you said was about basically like coming up to someone and being like, what, like having the conversation instead of just assuming, or then you hating that person. And like you said, yeah, yeah I, I really appreciate it. And I, I, another point I quickly wanted to make was a lot of times, a lot of hate I get is from within the queer community. There's a lot of hate within our own community that I struggle with because a lot mm-hmm. of times people are like, oh, it's probably straight people. No, no, no. It's a lot of queer people that also, especially on my Instagram, that throw a lot of hate. So I think that we really, as queer people, I really try to be more understanding and more open-minded because we need to be good to each other because then straight people are going to be better to us. So I think it's just something to consider as far as hate goes online. Um, Yeah, that was a great segment, Cody. I loved that. That was super, we got very deep in in our feelings (laughs) and I was here for it. It is different um, ways that we all handle with hate, actually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, speaking of hate, Cortez, should we get into the news real quick before we wrap up? Yes. So um, I had two pieces for news, but one of them is kind of like half news, half not. But okay. <laughs> the, the biggest thing uh, of news was that um, during filming, uh, a store owner, actually uh, called the police while they were filming. And it's going to be an episode. Apparently it was when they were, uh, when they're in Missouri. 
So I don't know which episode is going to be, but in Missouri, uh, he oh, called the cops and <laughs> Angela, you know, everyone was or, taken back because they weren't doing anything wrong. They were just in there, mm-hmm. in their drag. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know what part of Missouri it is, but it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Missouri does mm-hmm. have places like that. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure it's one of their smaller towns. I mean, I can't wait to see Eureka's reaction because <laughs> she's actually quite funny in how she handles it. Yes. So that's one thing. And then um, you mentioned earlier about the budget of being HBO, but in this la- in this episode, we saw inside of their IVs, we saw like what they're working with inside of there. And um, it was reported that Lady Gaga's stylist, I believe, um, just a costume designer. Costume designer. Costume designer, mm-hmm. yes. Costume mm-hmm. designer actually designed the interior pieces of their uh, RVs. So mm-hmm. I wish they would cool. show more in the RVs because they were mm-hmm. in there and they were like, you know, showing a quick glimpse, but maybe they could bring the, the, the people that they're making over inside the RVs too. I don't know. Oh, that would safe. be cool. Yeah, that know, would, would be, be cool. nice. Interesting. Hmm. So, maybe they don't want to clean it up. You know, they're traveling across Right, the there's stuff's like, all over the place. <laughs> dildos and et cetera. Like, who knows what's in there? Yes, very knows things. <laughs> yes, honey. Well, thank you so much, Cortez, for the news. Let's quickly do our, um, before we wrap up, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that they're going to be able to, let's just focus on Brandon McHale. Now, you're after do we think they're going to be able to kind of go back to their families and everything's going to be normal, we hope? Or do you guys think it's going to take some time for the family to fully accept? Hmm. I, I think Michaela's family will probably remain the same. Okay. I don't see her family budget because that's uh, a different level. That's, you know, it's very, it's deeply rooted in how they feel. And mm-hmm. I think they came. So that's like a step. But, you know, as far as fully moving, I think there's only so many steps. But I think Michaela is strong enough to handle it. I think she's okay with that, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cody? Yeah, I agree. Um, it mm. seems like the, the that was perfect verbiage. Like, it's very deep-rooted. And um, maybe Brandon's family will, will... I mean, it seems like they're already on the right path of, like, Correct. getting more right. accepting. But... Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just, I, it's hard for me to put myself in, in their mindset to see like how, like why it is such a struggle for them. And it's just, um, I, I don't, I, I agree. I don't see Michaela's family really moving maybe a little bit, but Brandon's family will at least take a little more time. Awesome. I think. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What, well, what a fabulous episode. Um, we got to wrap up, but tell us where they can find you in the meantime until we come back next week. Cody? Hi. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Cody underscore Epp or on Instagram at Cody Epp, C-O-D-Y-Y-E-P-P. And yeah. Awesome. Okay. And Cortez? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at stupid, just like that. And, <laughs> yeah, you can find me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, it was a fabulous episode. It was like Bob said, it's all in a gaze work, honey. We did it. <laughs> we killed it. Um, and you can find me at Amir Yas underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I love me some TikToks. I do a bunch of RuPaul lip syncs and it's super fun. Thanks again for watching and we will see you yeah. next week. Have a good weekend. Mwah. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.